0: What's up, Freedom Chasers? If you are stuck at a job making less than you think you are worth, we have the show for you today. Our guest is a former teacher and football coach making $50,000 a year, and he has turned into a serial entrepreneur managing several extremely successful businesses. And we're going to dive into his story right now, because as he told me before the show, he does not feel like he's anybody special. Anybody can do this. And so can you welcome to the freedom chasers six figure strategies podcast if you're an agent or an investor yet to hit six figures this is the show for you we take a deep dive into strategies to help you achieve the goal of six figures so that you can grow up to seven figures eventually all right guys meet matt wallace of the heart to home group of remax experts matt let's just take us to the beginning you're a football coach you're a teacher how did you turn your life around? Like, where did it start?
1: That, that's pretty simple. I got fired. <laughs> that with, with with every every everything, you know, it, it has to start somewhere. We talked about a defining moment, and I think uh, I've always heard as I was coaching. There's two types of coaches: uh, those that have been fired and those that will be fired. So uh, that was definitely a turning point. You know, I'm 39 years old to get fired. And, started looking for other jobs and going, no, I, I'm, I'm tired of education. It's not been great. Uh, my passion is dying a little bit. Uh, things have changed in education recently. So uh, it was time to start looking for something else to dive into. So uh, that's where everything started. It was a, a life-defining moment of, hey, uh, you're fired. Let's go find something else to do.
0: Makes a lot of sense. I mean, I love your mindset right away. You're just like, okay, I'm kind of sick of teaching anyway. So I'm going to go find something else to do. Was there any emotional struggle there or did you just kind of I mean, you're a football coach. I'm sure you got a hard edge to you. Just like, all right, I'm going to make something else happen.
1: That's it. It it was really and truly it was just, okay. what am I going to do now? Let's get a license. Let's take the class. Let's go. Um, I'd always had a passion for, uh, actually for remodeling houses, you know, I've always been hand, you know, good with hands and building and stuff. So I really said, Hey, I want to flip houses. I want to renovate houses. Um, and then the first logical step to that was, Hey, let's get my real estate license first and see where that goes. Um, and then luckily once I got into my license, uh, license, um, you know, God has a way of working things out. He put me in a place, uh. With training with Keller Williams, um, some of the best training that I've actually ever had here in Memphis was uh, learned about building a real estate team. And uh, I thought, well, I've, I've been head football coach, I've had a team, I know how to do this. Surely I can build out my own real estate team. Uh, it, it, but the truth is, is um, you know, those first six months were about survival. Uh, I got my license still. Learn how to cold call, learn how to door knock, learn how to hustle. And uh, my mindset going into it was same as a football coach. Nobody's going to outwork me. You know, that, that I didn't know real estate, but I know I can learn. I know I can work. Uh, I know I can outwork people. And, and my mindset literally was um, I'm used to working 80, 90 hours a week coaching football. If I can put that same work ethic into the business world, I, I feel like I've got a chance to be successful. So that's
0: how it all started. Yeah, man, no surprises on my end. If you're already working 80 to 90 hours a week for 50K, (laughs) man, you're gonna do it for real estate income because you're gonna get good fast and then you're gonna be making a lot more than 50K. I'd like to dial it back just a little bit, um, just a little bit, Um, but why real estate? Because it seems like you almost gravitated in that direction from the very beginning. Was there any other thoughts? Or, or were you just like, real estate's the thing, I'm going after it?
1: Well, I'd actually remodeled a few of the houses that I've lived in. Uh, obviously, you're moving around a bunch as a coach. So uh, I'd always had a heart for remodel, buying a fixer-upper, putting some in, um, caught some good markets, made a little bit of money renovating houses. So uh, I really did have a passion for renovating and flipping houses. Um, and, and that was the logical first step of, hey, if I'm going to, Get into flipping these houses, I think I better learn the market first. So um, obviously finding that skill was the first part of it, uh, of how to run comps, of how to find off market properties, those things. Um, uh, And as I got into real estate, I deal with a lot of investors that are just starting out. And people ask me all the time, hey, what do you do when you get started? And I I can't stress enough how invaluable getting my license was in that process because I I learned how to run comps properly. I learned, you know, sales techniques through door knocking and cold calling in the middle of getting my license. So, um, Investors that I work with now, that's, that's the advice I give them is, hey, go ahead and get your license to know how to properly run comps um, because I do see that mistake being made a bunch uh, in the market with wholesalers and investors and things, not really knowing the true market out there and it kind of messes things up for a lot of other people.
0: No kidding. Countless wholesalers are selling me numbers and they'll be off on every one of them. Be like your ARV's wrong. Your, your as is value's is wrong. Your repairs are short 20 grand. Um,
1: <laughs> every,
0: every day. Yep. Every <laughs> single day. Um, I mean, you can see people are learning on YouTube. At least they're taking action. I'll give them credit for that. For but sure. but they sure. but they need to take a little bit more action on the education side, as you mentioned, Um so so let's talk about the journey as a real estate agent because you had mentioned sure. let me ignore that real quick you had mentioned how important their training was and you said you got in right. there you started doing cold calls but let's, let's talk about how that journey went a little bit
1: so uh, if if you know much about real estate and keller williams the 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 mean million dollar uh, millionaire real estate agent book by Gary Keller you know the the Keller Williams model is three hours a day of lead generation uh um, so I, I literally locked myself in a room probably for closer to five hours a day because I didn't have anything else going on with my life. So uh, I literally had a dungeon clause that locked myself in there, uh, made the calls. And, and it, you know, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't uh, I don't try to think of the right word to say it's not passed upon me that those were the starting blocks to my flip business as well. Some of those same calls that I made while I was looking for listings, calling FISBOs, calling expireds as a licensed agent, some of those turned into my first flip house that that I was able to make, you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars on that here I was looking for listings uh and they later turned into um, in my pipeline in in my c r m later of uh, people that end up selling their house to me cash that I was able to flip for a profit so um that that was that training was the building block for every bit of not only the getting started in the listings but also in, in the beginning game of owning a flip company as well with with the cold calling aspect, and, and I, I, I tell our agents on our team now the best thing I had going for me is, is is this voice. You immediately hear me, and you're like, "So, what part of Texas are you from? What you're from down south? You know, um, people know I'm not a, a foreign cold caller. You know, I'm a relatable, friendly voice, and and most nine times out of ten, I could keep a conversation with somebody, whether they wanted to or not, we had some type of conversation and ended up being pleasant. So, um, that was the building block of every bit of this is getting started was that cold calling and that initial lead generation training that I had through Keller Williams. And I'm very, uh, I'm with Remax now, obviously, like you said, and I'm a loyal person and uh, I love Remax in my company, but I'm also thankful for my, Time at Keller Williams with their Legion training that they did on the cold calling aspect of that.
0: Absolutely, man. 100%. So, what I love is that you started building multiple streams of income almost immediately, right? So, you have residential, then you have investing, and you also mentioned you're building a team at the same time. So, could you give me an idea what that projection or progression looked like were you listing a few houses and then you started flipping and then you started building the team or just kind of give me an idea how that evolved over time
1: so here here's the way and people tell me i'm crazy all the time and i know i 100 percent know this is the right not the right way to do it so please don't do as i i did do as i say um but listings were were freaks, you know, everything's about listings, 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 listings. Um, I, the first weekend or two I was licensed. I showed a lady, uh, a 70, she was looking for a $70,000 condo. And um, I think I spent five weekends all day. I think we saw almost 60 condos for a $70,000 commission w- was about, you know, whatever that is $1,700 um, from that moment on, I said, I'm not messing with buyers. I don't want to mess with buyers. I am going for listings. So um, uh, for a year solid, I took any buyer lead and I just gave it to somebody else in the class Keller Williams with me like, here, go work a buyer here. You can have it. I don't want it. So I, I spent a year throwing buyer leads away. So I could lock myself in a room and call to try to get listings. Um, I was licensed in November of 2016. I think I took my first listing um, mid to late February of 17. And I didn't actually close the deal until the end of March. So I, I, I went through a time where I, I was going to starve to death. I got down to my last $500. Um, but I was committed to, Hey, this is, I know listings are the way to go. I'm in on the listings. I don't care about anything else. Um, and then from, from March to December, I think I ended up closing almost 30 deals that first year. Um, it took that much time and build a pipeline of, of CRM buyers that you're working to get to that point. But it, I'll be honest with you, it took a very strong stomach and, uh, just, faith know that hey you're not going to starve to death this is going to work out you're going to get some listings just keep with it every single day and I guess this part of the the coaching hard-headedness whatever you want to call it uh that that I was going to do that so uh it just turned out a a year later um somebody finally in our coaching program that was coaching me and said hey uh, you're an idiot, by the way, what are you doing with your buyer leads? And I said, I, I, I'm just throwing them away. And they said, well, wh- why don't you get some help, somebody to work your buyer leads? So um, I literally, I called my fiance who was a teacher and said, Hey baby, how would you like to quit teaching and come join me on a real estate team? Uh, they say I need somebody to help show houses for buyers instead of doing that. So um, I convinced her to come on board as, as my first agent, and uh, the rest was history. And she she went on and started having a great career doing that. And now um, she is actually our team leader of our our real estate team here, in charge of seven other agents. So uh, that's that's how that started. It's not how I recommend you do it, but uh, that that's what led me to getting all the listings and starting out. Is that I was a listings person only.
0: Well, everybody's not cut out for that, but those who are,
1: I mean, it's the best way to
0: do it. Um, it is far right. easier to scale a listing business than it is a buyer's business. It is just without question because, you know, essentially you have the first appointment and then most of what you're doing is from the phone from there. <laughs> so That's right. um, it's, it's highly more scalable than buyers because buyers, as you said, you could show them 60 houses and, and they might not even buy any of them. So
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: um, very cool stuff. Um, so you have six agents. Now you are a former Correct. football coach. Correct. How, how do you uh, manage those agents? Is it, is it similar to managing the football team? Do you have the same amount of intensity you had in the football room?
1: Here, here, here's the truth. I, I have passed it on to my better half and she is now managing the, the team. Uh, I'm back to doing all I'll do is our listings. I, I do all of our, our renovation listings. What I do, I handle that part of it, but, uh, she works the buyer's team and the buyer's agents, uh, on a, on a daily basis. So, uh, the truth is, is, um, she is a lot better than I am at it. Um, not, you know, what I'm finding out is in, independent contractors are, are really sometimes don't appreciate the good old football coach mentality of you know <laughs> let's run through that brick wall today that's the so maybe my management style is not cut out exactly for uh, leading a room full of buyers agents but uh she, she's wonderful at what she does and i'm very blessed that uh she's taken on that task which allows me to uh renovate more houses which provides more listings for our team which um, increases more leads for our our buyer's agents and the opportunity to grow our team. So it's all of a a cycle that works together.
0: That makes sense. I mean, I could certainly see that not being the right approach with a team of buyer's agents. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but On the flip side, if you have a team of cold callers, I think a lot of people would be extremely motivated by that. I'm just thinking about it as like if somebody was telling me to run through brick walls like a football coach would, <laughs> I think I'd be running through those walls. But I mean, not everybody has that mentality. <laughs> um, so. Right. Um, I would love to hear how the skill set transferred over, because I'm sure there are just multiple avenues of teaching and coaching that were so applicable in real estate that there's no surprise that it only took you three months to get a listing. I know that sounds like a lot, but I mean, a lot of people, they, they, they pound the phones for six plus months. Um, I know this one guy that was calling people six hours a day for nine months before he got a listing, but he never stopped trying.
1: Right absolutely and that's what you got to have the the mindset and i guess my i tell people all the time uh, you know I, I don't have feelings you can't hurt mine um part of that is not only am my football coach i play football I, I played uh college football and my grandfather i was blessed enough that my grandfather was actually my football coach so i was the example i was the guy that got pulled by the face mask dragged around you know i, I got I got a few tongue lashings every single day, but um, it, it hardened me not to a point as bad, but it, it made me with thick skin to know that I don't take things personal. You know, uh, I, I can I could get hung up on, I could get cussed out. Um, they're not going to hurt me through this phone. Um, and a, a lot of it is my mindset of, um, I guess I call it a winning mindset of, when i I go to make the calls and i tell our our agents this when i when we train and things like that the the truth is is there's a lot of bad agents out there i'm not i mean everybody knows that there's a lot of bad agents and there's a lot of people that aren't in this for the right reasons that's even more motivation for us to want to make those calls so that person doesn't get stuck with a bad agent i know what's in our heart i know what our job is to try to help as many people as we can. And if we come from a place uh, of wanting to help somebody, um, that that's our mindset. And if we don't make those calls, somebody else may jump in that doesn't have the same intentions that we do. So I feel like it's almost a duty of ours to try to, go out and win every listing we can, because we're going to do the right thing for people. And we need to make sure that we're the agent they list with, because you don't want it to be one of the bad agents. Uh, and that's truth.
0: That is true. And you're totally right. I feel like mindset is 80% of the battle, you know, like getting over your yourself <laughs> half the time yeah. and, and getting over, right. you know, <laughs> the challenges because they're going to come and right. they're supposed to, that's, that's the, they're there for a reason. Um, I like to say to my agents, you know, like once, once the light bulb goes on, you can't really turn it off because you figured it out. It's like, Hey, I know how to do this now. (laughs) You can't take that skill away. Um, You just have to get there. Right. Like the challenge is getting there.
1: Right. And I tell them all the time, the the mental blocks that I see in our group, especially, you know, it, it, we feel like we are, um, when it comes to roadblocks and mental blocks, it, it we feel like we are bothering somebody. We are going to be, uh, you know, bothering somebody if we make that call. We're and we have to get ourselves out of that. That it's not about us. It's about somebody that needs help, and we're calling to offer help from a genuine place of we want to help. You know, not uh, what can we, what can we get from you, but what can we give to you? Uh, And and that's the mindset that we have to
0: have. 100% agreed. So like I agree, number one mindset, you have to be prepared for failure. You have to be prepared to plow through those brick walls and get through it. And Number two, value first. Um, The more value you provide to the world, the more valuable you are inherently, right? So, I mean, if you're a go-giver, if you give first, you'll be surprised how much more money you make because people reciprocate. I mean, it's really that simple. If you have no bad intentions, if you're simply out there looking to help people, you'll be surprised how quickly your business can grow.
1: 100%. And and what you said is spot on. I've I've been blessed that I've been in some rooms with some very successful, successful people. Um, And the more successful they are, the more they give, and that's no coincidence at all. It is, it, it, I can go through the list of them. The The people that have the most net worth are the most giving people, not just monetary, but in, in all areas of life, it, the, the more they give, the more they end up getting in return. Um, and, and I'm blessed to be around those people to see that example in real life. And, and that's the way that we want, run our operation.
0: Absolutely. And that's why I always recommend people to find people that have already done what you're trying to do because people that have already been there typically have an abundance mindset because they all know there's no secret sauce, right? There's no secret pill I could give you. There's no red pill in this game. Um, It doesn't exist. I think it's a red pill. It might be blue. I don't remember. Um, It doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It just doesn't exist. Like you could give somebody the exact step-by-step plan and we all know that 90% of the people aren't going to do it. So I'm happy to share it with
1: everybody because
0: 10% will do it. And, you know, most of them won't do it long enough.
1: <laughs> and, and people were asking me when, you know, you, you start off and you have some success. You know, uh, Keller Williams wanted me to share what I did with the new agents. And I would have new agents come talk to me all the time. What did you do? Exactly right. What you just said, what did you do to, to have such success? And there is no magic. the The magic was I never changed my day to day habits. Uh, Of. I'm in the office at seven o'clock in the morning when I was teaching and coaching football, sometimes didn't leave until eight, nine o'clock at night, whatever it took. I didn't change that when I became an independent contractor, I clocked in the office at seven o'clock in the morning. I scrubbed expired and for sale by owners got my call list together. 8.00 AM. I was on the phone making those calls until nine o'clock. Then I took a break, you know, and, and I attribute a lot of that success to teaching about 20 years of my life, 8 a.m. was first period, second period was 9.05. You got a 10 minute bathroom break at 9.15. You had to be for cafeteria duty at 11.35 and then you had until noon to eat before last period started. Um, so my entire life I've been on a schedule. So I didn't change that once I was an entrepreneur and I had all this free time, that didn't change. That's, that's the magic sauce for me is that I time-blocked, I had a schedule, and I stayed on exactly the same schedule that I had for my previous 20 years of my life. That's what I tell people was successful for me is that because I was an entrepreneur now, or because I was an agent, this free time that agents are supposed to have that seemed to be the reason why a lot of people get in the business I didn't have that, you know, so that, that's that's the secret to my success right there.
0: Yeah, I, I like to boil it down to just three things, right? Attitude, effort, habits. If you get your attitude, your effort and your habits right, you cannot fail. It is simply impossible. <laughs> I love it, it man. percent.
1: Um, and, and I tell people all the time with the agents, I said, you know, come to the office. I'll show you every agent that's here every day. Every morning when I'm here, this here, each one of those are successful. It's it's not every one of them. Showing up and and doing the work is is the magic sauce.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Without question. So we haven't talked much about investing. So I would love to dive into that a little bit because you had mentioned towards the beginning that your prospecting strategies transferred over well to investing. So I'm guessing you're calling off market. So give me an idea how you're finding investments
1: so my my first few investment properties uh flips were uh strictly cold calls for circle prospecting um we would sell a house in a neighborhood so we were calling just either just listed or just sold neighborhood circle prospecting uh possibly inviting people to open houses um in in certain neighborhoods that we found that we liked that were um, had a lot of up and coming you know prospects so cold calling, um, using our different just sold, just listed scripts that we use. Those are our first initial prospects that we had for flips and stuff that we still do today when we're finding off market properties.
0: Okay, and then to this day, are you still leaning heavily into circle prospecting or have you um, expanded on to buying, you know, maybe an absentee owner list or something along those lines?
1: So, so we still cold call to this day. Uh, I, I do not do it anymore. Um, not to say that I couldn't if I need to. We have a full time ISA, OSA in house. So that's what she does all day is she calls and circle prospects neighborhoods. Uh, we, we also do a few lead generation websites. Uh, sell my house cash type stuff. And then we do the, the foreclosure list. Uh, we do tax sale list. We still call all of those, but we still, we time block a period of cold calling neighborhoods. Um, and it's a, we use a licensed person because um, we, we do both the residential and the flip. So um, sometimes when we're calling, we, we don't know what it's going to be. So we're on the side of caution and we use a licensed person to make those calls.
0: Absolutely tremendous, man. Thank you for giving us a glimpse into that. Um, You said something before the call. I threw it into the hook, but I'm going to throw it in again because you mentioned, you said you're not anybody special. Anybody can do this. If somebody is listening, perhaps they're making about $50,000 a year as a teacher or as a coach or some similar job. Like what would you tell True. to them? Because I mean, I feel like a lot of people in this situation that become entrepreneurs, like they felt it the whole time. They knew they were capable of something great. Like what would you tell them to make them take the leap and give it a shot?
1: Um, I tell them exactly what I told you. I, I, I feel like if I can do it, anybody can do it. Um, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not smarter than anybody. I'm not better looking than anybody. I, I would say the thing that probably makes me above average than the most person is I, I don't give up. I don't quit. I don't know how to stop. Um, so when I made the choice to be in this, I, I'm all in. There, there was no, uh, there was no turning back. I, I guess in coaching, we used to talk about you know, motivational pre-game speeches, you know. We want the players to be all in. We used to tell them the story about the Vikings when they used to go invade other islands, when they'd hit the beaches, first thing they'd do was they would burn the boats before they go and attack. So um, same way in real estate, I I, I burned the boat, it was all in, Um, there was nothing left to fall back on. There was nothing, there was no way I was not going to be successful. So my advice is, if you go and you follow the model, particularly somebody like a teacher um, that that has the, the habits of clocking in and has the discipline of the the first period, the second period, you know, the time blocking that, that's had that habit of doing that. Um, there is no way that you would not be successful in doing that because I, I know. Uh, There is, my my mother is a teacher, my grandfather was a teacher. I did it for 20 years. There's no greater profession and I know how hard they work. So putting the same effort and energy you do into the classroom, into teaching, there's no way that you will not be successful is if you go find the right model, find the people to be around, to show you the model because as, as we, said in the past success leaves clues. People have done it before. And if you will literally follow the model, like I did with the millionaire real estate agent, you cannot fail if you put your time, effort, and energy into it. And that's the truth.
0: 100% agreed. You literally cannot fail. If you, if you hit the three things earlier that we discussed, right? right. It's, It's, it's really that simple. I just wish more people saw it. Um, Matt Wallace, man, we just hit the new year about three and a half weeks ago now. Like, What are your goals for 2023? What, was your, what would your vision be for the next 12 months?
1: So um, it's something, I, I guess, I don't even know if we got into it or not. Um, in December, I got fully licensed as a general contractor, both uh, residential and commercial, uh, up to four stories high. So we, uh, through the course of, of, of doing the flips, you know, in Tennessee, I don't know how it is state to state, but in Tennessee, if you own the house, you can pull your own permits and do your work. So about stuff. So we've been renovating houses um, for the last seven or eight years, six years doing it. Um, I've had a lot of people ask, Hey, will you do my kitchen? Will you do my bathroom? Will you do um, up until this point? I've not been able to do stuff for other people. But uh, now that I'm fully licensed, insured, bonded, all that stuff uh, we've opened up another uh, ancillary business, Sam's construction. So uh, one of my goals for this year is um, to get Sam's construction up and running off the ground. Uh, In addition with our moss properties, we've got goal to flip 35 houses um, our, our real estate team, we've got goals for 45 million in volume this year, uh, for our, our little group. So, uh, we've got some lofty goals. Um, I'm, I'm blessed that I've got my wife. Um, and I, I think I, I put on there that we're, we're a family organization. I've got, um, my, my wife is in charge of our real estate team. I've got my, my father-in-law. He is a, uh, he is our, our COO, our flip company, um, my wife's aunt, is she is the office manager. Um, my wife's mother, my mother-in-law, is, she is our broker for our Mississippi section. So in Memphis, we, we do Tennessee and Mississippi. My wife is our broker for Tennessee. Uh, her mother is broker for Mississippi. So um, this is a, we're a family first organization as far as Um, our core values, our number one core value is family first. Uh, so we, we've got a lot planned in our little bitty organization, but we've got a lot going on for sure.
0: It sounds like it, man. I am excited to see where you go as you continue to grow because you've already done so much. Um, very impressive, man. Thank you so much for sharing. If, if the audience wanted to get in touch with you, man, maybe Maybe somebody looking to find a, a, a hardball coach to, to, teach, to teach them real estate or maybe, um, you know, just connected with your story. Maybe there's a teacher out there that wants to ask you some questions. What would be the best way for them to sure. get in touch?
1: Oh, They, they can call me. My, my personal number is 501-620-0624, or they can email me at mattsellsmemphis at gmail.com. S-E-L-L-S, Matt S-E-L-L-S, Memphis at gmail.com. And, um, and one of my big things, I've got some great people that pour into me all the time. Um, great mentors. Um, I'm an open book. Anybody wants to know anything, I will help anybody do anything, or I will share whatever with anybody, any chance I can. So if anybody has any questions, or I, I'm an open book and would love to help any way I can.
0: You were the man. Thank you for offering that to the audience. That is extremely generous of you and it was extremely generous of you to spend some time with me this afternoon. Matt Wallace, thank you so much for giving me a glimpse into your life and into your business. And to those of you out there chasing freedom, freedom is accomplished one action at a time. So go out there and commit to taking at least one piece of insight from this episode, implement it into your life and do so within the next seven days. Tell somebody you know that can help hold you accountable. And before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. So thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one.